Easter. Happy Easter. How's everybody doing today? Good. We want to say hello to all our campuses, everybody in the military watching out there online. Let's give all those people a big, a big hand. God bless y'all. Thank you. How about if we all stand up? Uh, we want to remember our brothers and sisters in Sri Lanka. There were over 200 people killed in a bom Easter bombing uh, in churches and hotels. And, uh, you know, we, we take for granted the religious freedom we have in this country that is slowly being eroded. And I want to encourage you, encourage you, encourage you. Uh, don't let your Christianity be a holiday thing. Let it be an everyday thing. Uh, because soon you won't have the freedom to talk about Jesus and, and worship uh, and say the things that are in the Bible. It's, it's solely becoming illegal. So we honor uh, Christ for rising from the dead and giving us authority over the devil in our life. Can I get amen? Amen. 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 Lord, thank you so much uh, that you rose. Thank you so much for your power. Thank you for all the millions of people who are going to hear the gospel today around the world. We pray they receive it with humility. In Jesus' name, amen. Turn to the person next to you and say, Jesus loves you. Amen. I, um, I got offered a job at the uh, movie theater selling tickets. Someone came and said, you got the movie theater. If you are a visitor, I don't usually get this smooth on, uh, on Sunday. It's Easter, so I have to put a little hot sauce on it. But um, if you want to know where I got this, Zara is where I got it. Okay, Zara, go to Zara. Let's see your Bibles on the count of three. Say word. One, two, three, say word. Turn to Hebrews chapter 12. Hebrews chapter 12. <laughs> I like red, I like burgundy, burgundy. Say amen as you turn to Hebrews, it's in the New Testament. As you turn to Hebrews, say amen if you've ever been to the gym and worked out. Very good. Say amen if you've never been to the gym and worked out. <laughs> Father, forgive them for they have sinned. My goodness. So if you ever go to the gym and you see people in the gym sweating, grunting, whining, crying, pretty girls, snot coming out their nose, people <laughs> having babies, it sounds like they're having a baby and they're going through labor, and people suffering, suffering, everyone say suffering, self-inflicted pain in the gym, at least it should be self-inflicted pain, can I get amen? Why? Why? I went to CrossFit with my son three times. And uh, there were soccer moms in there, women who just had babies, working out, putting me to shame. Their babies were in carriages right there. And we were working out next to each other. And I'm trying to lift weights and they're like, huh, huh, looking at me. And, and, and they're saying, come on, moms, keep going. I say, don't say my name, girl. Be quiet. <laughs> I was dying. And then after we had to do all these exercises, we had to go run a mile and, and, and then, you know, everybody was doing the exact same thing. So these soccer moms were doing the same thing I was doing. And I'm running, going out to run my mile. They're coming back from their mile. Go ahead, Miles. It's going to be okay. It's going to be okay. I'm like, shut up. Don't say my name. I was suffering. Why? People do it because there's a payout. People put themselves through all that because they're going to look better. They're going to feel better. They're going to live longer. They're going to be healthier. 
They're going to sleep better. There are benefits for the suffering. Why did Jesus die on the cross? Why did he come out of heaven? Deal with all the drama that people had to put him through. His, his disciples denied him, betrayed him, people spit on him, pulled his beard out, beat him in the face, nailed him to a cross, whipped his back, sucked thorns in his head, beat his face so you couldn't tell he was a man. Why? Because there was a payout. He died so he can rise from the dead. And it gets better than that. He rose from the dead knowing that after he rose from the dead, he was going to bless us with many things. One is the Holy Spirit. Two is with power and authority. And three, he was going to come back to get us. Now, why is this important that you and I should serve God for the benefits? A lot of people think, well, I got to go to church. Okay, I'll just go. But they don't understand the benefit. So it's just like a task. I'll read my Bible. It's a task. You have to understand the benefit. Why pray? There's a benefit. Pray because of the benefit. Now, you may think that sounds so selfish. No, no, no. It's biblical. God wants to bless you. Who are you and I to say God's blessings aren't worth the work to get it? God wants to bless you. He wants to bless you not only for his glory, but for your blessing as well. Now, when you think about it, it's just for me, then, that, then it's selfish. I'm just going to get it all for me so I can spend it all for me. But God wants to bless you for you and for him. As we continue this series called The Pursuit, we've been talking about what it means to be a disciple. And one of the things about being a disciple is that you serve with humility. Everyone say serve with humility. On all the campuses, you have people serving in the parking lot, people serving in the lobby, people seating you. And guess what? We need, always need more people serving if we're going to get the gospel to the world. The gospel the church is not about this event. It's about us living it out every day. And we need all of us to get involved. But when you serve, there is a benefit to you. When you teach, you learn. When you give, you receive. That's how God set it up. So today we're going to talk about three resurrection motivations that Jesus had to bless us with. Therefore, they are three resurrection motivations we should look forward to. Turn to Hebrews chapter 12. We're going to see what this verse, two verses that lay this out for us. Hebrews chapter 12, verse 1 and 2, it says, Therefore, we also... Since we are surrounded by a great cloud of witnesses, let us lay aside every weight and the sin which so easily ensnares us. Let us run with endurance the race that is set before us. If you think about working out and just think about running, just running, it's the most simple thing. When you run, you first start out, you're, all, you're not breathing when you first start out and then you get to a point where you get your first wind and your, and your heart rate has to catch up to your respiratory uh, needs and it, it kind of, you kind of, and then you catch your second wind and then you get a rhythm and then at some point you get tired. But you still have a mile to go, a two miles to go, five miles to go and you have to keep running, keep working out, keep doing whatever you're doing and the Bible says run this spiritual race with endurance. That means when people start getting on your last nerve, keep being patient. When you don't feel like, I don't want to read my Bible today, be faithful. When, you, when you're praying and you, and you, and you feel like you need, should, should pray longer because you need to spend more time with God, keep going. Keep going. But, 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 but he's, you don't just keep going to suffer. You keep going with something 
to anticipate, a blessing to anticipate. Look what it says. It says in verse 1, therefore, since we are surrounded by such a great cloud of witnesses, let us lay aside every weight and the sin which so easily ensnares us, our frustration, our ego, our irritation. Set that aside. And let us run this spiritual race with endurance that is set before us. And then it says, verse 2, this is the key. Looking onto Jesus, who did the same thing, the author and finisher of our faith. In other words, Jesus is the example we should follow. And what did he do? Who for the joy that was set before him endured the cross. In other words, while he was getting beat and denied and betrayed and spit on, he was like, there's a payoff at the end. There's a payoff at the end. I'm going to die, but I'm going to rise from the dead. And when I rise from the dead, I'm going to go to heaven. And when I go to heaven, I'm going to bless all y'all. That makes me so excited that I'm willing to endure the cross. <laughs> That's why you do it. There is a payoff. Say payoff. payoff. When you pray, you should have an expectation that God is going to respond. He doesn't want you just praying for nothing. When I got saved, I got saved because I didn't want to live like I was living before because it was killing me. I wanted something better. If you get saved and ask Christ to come into your life and your life is not better, this is all fake. And so what it says here, it says, the joy who for the joy that was set before him endured the cross, despising the shame. And as a result, he sat down at the right hand of the throne of God. Philippians chapter 2 tells us that Jesus Christ, because he humbled himself and became a man, that God elevated him and put him at the right hand of the Father, that every knee will bow and every tongue will confess. Every knee will bow and every tongue will confess. You know what that means? That whether you like it or not, your knee is going to bow and your tongue is going to confess. You're either going to say, my Lord Jesus, thank you, or uh-oh, my Lord Jesus. <laughs> One or the other. You're going to confess. <laughs> Three things to think about. Number one, Father, in your notes, give me a heart that serves with an expectation of resurrection life. When you serve God, when you obey God, when you walk with God, when you, when you forgive people, love people, encourage people, pray for people, step out in faith to do anything, serve as an usher, usherette, whatever it is, whatever capacity God gives you to serve, you should do it with an expectation of resurrection life. Spiritual vitality. Everyone say vitality. John chapter 16 verse 5. Here's what Jesus said. Jesus said, John 16 verse 5. I go away to him who sent me. And none of you asked me, where are you going? But because I have said these things to you, sorrow has filled your heart. Nevertheless, verse 7, I tell you the truth. It is to your advantage that I go away. It is to your advantage that I'm going to die, rise from the dead, and I'm going to send to go to heaven. It's to your advantage that I go away. For if I do not go away, the helper will not come to you. But if I depart, I will send him to you. Jesus died so he can rise, walked around for 40 days, and then he ascended into heaven in the middle of the day in front of people. By the way, it wasn't a secret. It was in public. And then he says, I'm going to send you the Holy Spirit. Say Holy Spirit. My goodness, how many of y'all want the Holy Spirit in your life? Absolutely. And by the way, I'm going to send the Holy Spirit. He's going to live in you. He's going to be with you. You pray for him to be upon you. He's going to empower you, convict you of your sin, and encourage you, give you wisdom. And he's never, ever going to leave you no matter what you feel. 
Now, a lot of y'all think, well, I pray and I don't feel anything and I read nothing happens to me. And, and by the way, it could be that you don't have an expectation for it, but that doesn't mean he's not there. And sometimes we already baked into our mind, nothing's going to happen. I'm just going to do it. And we have no expectation. That's why I said, serve, obey with an anticipation of resurrection life. Love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, gentleness, the fruit of the spirit that the Holy Spirit brings into your life, not you. Before I got saved, I was doing cocaine. My life was a mess. My relationship was a mess. I said, Lord, I want to give my life to you so I can have resurrection life. I don't want this life. And so in a few minutes, you'll have an opportunity to say, Lord, I want to pray to ask you to be my savior with an anticipation that you're going to give me resurrection life, new life, eternal life. Look what it says in Romans chapter 8, verse 11. It says, but if the spirit of him who raised Jesus from the dead dwells in you, if the spirit that raised Jesus from the dead dwells in you, how did it get in you? <laughs> Jesus rose from the dead, ascended into heaven, and he sent the Holy Spirit to, to live inside of you when you ask him. If that spirit ra that raised Jesus from the dead is in you, he who raised Christ from the dead will also give life, spiritual life, eternal life to you. You should have that. You should never, ever, ever settle for anything less than what God said he wants to give you. God, I want, I, not only do I want to pray and have eternal life, I want to live and experience the abundant life that comes with that eternal life. In other words, Jesus said that you shall, I shall give you life and life abundantly. That means when everything is not right in your natural circumstances, which they never will be, spiritually they will be. But you can go, oh, I lost my job. Okay. I mean, go ahead, cry. I mean, I'm not saying it's not a sad thing. Uh, what are you going to do? However, has God ever let you down? No. God's never let you down. God's never been late. You may have been tripping in your head, but when you look back on it, he was always on time. But imagine if you had that assurance in your heart the whole time. You wouldn't trip. Abundant life. Number two, Jesus, give me a heart that humbly serves with an expectancy of more resurrection power and authority. My grandfather and all my grandparents are from Jamaica, uh, King, King Stone. And in Kingston, they would say, authority. <laughs> Everyone say, authority. <laughs> he wants to give you authority. Power is the ability to do something. Authority is the permission to do something. Jesus wants to give you both. John chapter 14, verse 12 to 14. Says, Jesus said, most assuredly I say to you, he who believes in me, the works that I do, he will also do. <laughs> I raise the dead, you can raise the dead. I heal the blind, you can heal the blind. I heal the sick, you can heal the sick. I did that. Like, I don't know about that. I don't think I can do it. If you never try, you'll never do it. Look what he says. Most assuredly I say to you, he who believes in me, the works I do, he will also do. And greater works than these he will do because I go to the Father. And whatever you ask in my name, that I will do that the Father may be glorified. In other words, I am going to the cross with the joy set before me that I'm going to die, rise from the dead, go to the Father, send you the Holy Spirit so you can do what I did. That's great news. That's great news. And some of you are like, oh, is that really true? Let me tell you something. All around the world, people are being healed of all kind of, all kind of diseases. In, in San Diego, in our church as well, you might not see it, but it's here. And there are people being raised from the dead. Huh, huh. You know why it doesn't happen here? Because of our lack of faith. We have too much stuff. 
We're distracted by stuff, things, success. So many countries, they don't have medicine. What do they have? Prayer. Literally. And God does miracles. Why? Because they trust him. He says, listen, I'm going to the Father and I'm going to send you the Holy Spirit. I'm not saying I'm going to send the Holy Spirit to the people in Africa or Haiti or, or, or Australia or Russia. Although, whoever wants, anybody. You don't need to be black, white, Hispanic. You don't need to be rich or poor, cute or ugly. You don't have long hair, short hair, whatever it is. You don't have a lot of teeth, no teeth. If you just have faith, just have faith. <laughs> okay, you can just gum it. I guess I... Matthew 28, 28, 19, he says, all authority has been given to me. And Luke 9, 1, 2, it says, Jesus said, he called his disciples together and said, I give you power and authority over demons to cure diseases and to preach the kingdom and to heal the sick. I was, uh, uh, how many of you, by show of hands, you were at, mall, at the mall, hotel or school or work and you felt God speak to you about praying for somebody and you didn't do it. <laughs> Y'all like... Y'all give me the T-Rex. <laughs> so how we raise our hand here is we put an elbow above our ear. So I'm trying to one more time. God asked you to pray for somebody. He asked you to share your faith. He asked you to encourage somebody. He asked you to read the scripture. He just told you to do something on his behalf, spiritual. And for any reason, you didn't do it. Very good. Keep your hand up. Keep your hand up. Imagine all the stuff that could have happened. Imagine all the people you're going to see today. Who God moves in your heart to pray and you overthink it. Well, what's going to happen and what if they say this and what if they... Just stop. You don't... It's not your job to know all of that. I was, I was in a, on a vacation in Hawaii and went into the gift shop. We were at this resort and all these people, thousands of people. We were at the gift shop. There was a guy behind me who was disabled in a wheelchair. And God said, I want you to pray for him to be healed. It's like... I'm on vacation. <laughs> Trying to rest, get restored. <laughs> he was like, pray for the dude to get healed. And, you know, we're in a gift shop and he's over there. And so I'm standing in line. I'm like, oh, God, he's over there. <laughs> it's like, just like it's far. It's far away. <laughs> His father rolls him up right behind me. There's nobody in the gift shop. Me, the cashier, and this young man and his dad. Well, I don't pray, okay? So I walk out and I'm feeling all bad. I'm like, and God's like, hey, what was up with that? I was like, I was buying the Snickers, you know, I was trying to concentrate. And, and the credit card cash, it was just all messed up. And I, I'm exaggerating, but I'm kind of, you know, yeah, I'm just going through the excuses that we all go through. Can I get an amen? Yeah. Ain't no excuse, don't do this, okay? So, so I'm like, okay, God, okay, God, if I see him again. I'm going to pray for him. It's thousands of people. I ain't going to see this brother again. So I'm walking to dinner. That night, walking to dinner, and all of a sudden, his father rolls him up right in front of me. I mean, the only way, I mean, the only thing he could have done was knock me over other than that. I mean, and I'm like, for reals? And I'm walking behind him going, one, I'm counting the steps of disobedience. Every step I take, I'm being disobedient. Anyway, make a long story short. He sits down. I sit down. I say, okay, I don't, I, I got to go pray for this guy. So I go and kneel down there. I say, look, you know, I, I, I want to pray for you. Da, da, da. And, and what happened in, the, in the, what did I see happen to him? Nothing. I don't know that anything happened to him. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. 
I got blessed. My faith got strengthened. That's between me and God. You're going to see someone today. Don't overthink it. Just do it. Be like a little kid. Little, here's why the Bible says be like a child. Hey, Santa's coming. Really? I'm going to go to bed. They don't think, well, Santa, how's he get to the North Pole? He's a, how's he going to get down the chimney? He's too big. And how's he gonna, he, they, start, they don't think about all that stuff. They just believe. Are you following what I'm saying? God just wants you to believe. I promise you, you obey God by faith. God tells you to serve, just serve. Next week we're going to start a series. Oh, we're going to finish this series. We're going to talk about spiritual gifts. Power. We're talking about Samson. A hint. When someone asks you what spiritual gifts you have. Oh, by the way, you can take a gifts test. Go to our website, you can take a gifts test. But I'm going to give you a hint. The gifts test will tell you you may have three or four gifts. But I'm going to tell you, you have all of them. That's not the Bible says. That's not the Bible says. The Bible says somebody's give this. Somebody's give this. Let me tell you something. Here's the thing. The Holy Spirit has all the gifts. Can I get an amen? That's a fact. He has all the gifts. And you have the Holy Spirit. So what does that mean? You have all of them. Now, which ones you're going to exercise? You don't know that. But you have all of them. Now, he may only choose to express one or two in your life, three in your life, but, that, but you don't know that. Matter of fact, I'll, I'll, I'm going to talk more about it next week. He'll come next week. But the point is that he has given you power and authority. So when he rose and went to the heaven, he says, oh, I can't wait to see my people do what I did. That's his motivation. That needs to be yours. Step out by faith. Today, when you go to In-N-Out, wherever you go after church, <laughs> Easter, Easter meal, In-N-Out, Okay. Be bold to say, hey, listen, I just went to church. I, I heard something about praying for people. I, I, I don't know what I'm doing. Can I pray for you? And, and, and this may sound really weird, but just let's try. You don't even need to close your eyes. Dear God. <laughs> it's okay. It's okay. Number three. Number three. This is the best one. Holy Spirit, give me a heart that serves with anticipation of a resurrection reunion. Everyone say resurrection reunion. Oh, snap. Chapter 14, John, verse 1, it says, Let not your heart be troubled. You believe in God, believe also in me. In my Father's house are many mansions. How are there mansions and houses? We're not going to get into that. It says, if it were not so, I would have told you. I go and prepare a place for you. Here's what Jesus said. I'm going to go prepare a place for you. Jesus said, I'm going to go prepare a place for you. Jesus said, I'm going to prepare a place for you. Do you believe him? He doesn't lie. That means when he rose from the dead, he went to prepare a place for you. What? A mansion. Now, of course, it's not a mansion like you think a mansion. It's a whole lot better. It's a whole lot better. And if I go to prepare a place for you, I will come to receive you. In other words, I'm going to prepare a place for you and I'm telling you I'm not wasting my time. I'm going to prepare a place for you and then I'm going to come back and get you. I cannot wait to die. I want to die quick. I don't want to be like suffer for years. I just want, and I would love to know, you're going to die on this day. You know, I, I don't know, I don't know, I can never really know that. But I would love to just have some leeway and say, oh, my grandmother, she was going to be 99, right before she died. She died at 98 and 300 days or something like that. And she was eating candy, still cooking, just try, she was just the bomb. She was from Jamaica. She was half Chinese, half black. And she was an artist, she was amazing. And then one day she just, whoop, died. I went to be with God. It was, it was so cool. 
But to be absent from the body means to be present with the Lord. She went to heaven. Jesus said, I'm going to come get you. In a minute, we're going to pray. You're going to have an opportunity to ask Christ to be your Savior and ask him, Lord, I want to pray to ask you to forgive me of my sin because I anticipate you will forgive me. I anticipate you will love me. I anticipate that you're going to give me the Holy Spirit and give me a whole new life. And that you're going to be with me every single day. So I'm going to ask everybody in all the campuses, in the tent, in all the overflow rooms, just bow your heads and close your eyes and listen very carefully to your heart. Listen very carefully to your heart. God does not want you to be religious. He wants you to live a life of faith, spiritual expectation, expectancy of him doing miracles in your life, speaking to you. But it starts with you surrendering your life to him. The Bible says all have sinned and fallen short of the glory of God. The Bible says the penalty of sin is death. But the Bible says that while we were sinners, Jesus died and rose from the dead. If you would like to ask Christ to be your Savior, with expectancy, pray this prayer with me to ask him to forgive you. In the privacy of your heart, pray, dear God, I admit that I'm a sinner, that Jesus died and rose from the dead for me. I surrender my life to you once and for all. Be my Savior, my Lord. Fill me with the Spirit of God. Thank you, God. As all of our eyes are closed and our heads are bowed, in a minute I'm going to ask you to stand wherever you are in the tent, Whatever campus you're in, I'm going to ask you to stand up and you are going to resurrect into your new life with expectation, anticipation that God is going to transform your life. So on the count of three, I'm going to ask you to stand if you prayed that prayer. If you want someone to stand with you, just that came with you, just tap them on the shoulder, grab their hand, and tap them on the knee, whatever it is, and they will stand with you and come forward with you to encourage you. So if you prayed that prayer, I'm going to ask you to stand on the count of three. One. Two, three, stand to your feet if you pray that prayer. God bless you. God bless you.